We haven't partied in a while, uh, even though restrictions are easing. Nightclubs aren't open nah. until next month. And, and uh, you know, got to restrict the dance floors. And we know we love to dance. Yeah, there'll be no grinding. No That's grinding. One, one and a half meters of distance if you want to grind. So, air grind. You have to buy one of those back scratchers, and then the other person has a back scratcher, and you just simulate you simulate the grinding through the touching of the back scratches yeah or like yeah i don't know the yeah it's gonna really change dance floors i know right i mean it's gonna be a lot less pregnancies yeah and you most know? people go dancing to get pregnant we know this yeah definitely if you can't afford an ivf clinic you go to the dance floor a scientifically proven that fertility goes up in mm-hmm. men and women, yeah. When you're on the dance yeah. floor, semen through the jeans. That's how I was conceived. That's just fertility science. Where, yeah. So back with another episode. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. What uh, a new, when you want a new hosting platform now as well, Podbean. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, Podbean. Make sure you subscribe there. Um, you had a great story from this week, Perds. It's not that great a story. I mean, you almost fulfilled what you, you, the promised land. The promised land, okay. So, I'm a 27-year-old pizza boy. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> because <laughs> it makes sense if I was an 18-year-old pizza boy <laughs> or, a ni- or, you know. Hey. But 27, that's the right age of patheticness. Are you, are you a, like a veteran pizza man now? Like, if you get... Past a certain, do you have a union? We don't have a union because that would be humanistic, and Domino's is not about <laughs> humanism. <laughs> they like they'll degrade you one hot slice of pepperoni on your nips at a time. See what they do is is that when you're washing up at the back, they whip you, oh but no. they attach a pizza slice to the end of the whip, <laughs> just to remind you where you are. <laughs> I used to I, I used to work at KFC, which is probably worse because and I didn't want I was so ashamed of it that I didn't work at the front counter because I'm like I don't want to work at the front I don't want anyone seeing me here, and so I worked as a cook in the back and then as soon as you start working as a cook in the back you're like I made a horrible mistake, <laughs> I should have just worn the dumb hat and shirt and worked at the front because you just get grease burns every shift like you know they give you like semi protective gear but there's no way you don't get out of there every night with like a new grease burn. Oh boy, was your, was the extent of your training just like the manager giving you a menu to read three times? No, there was actually oh, it was like one of those. You know, whenever you're in a new workplace, they have like you know those dumb PowerPoint 
training kind of things. It's kind of like a bunch of those, but like where you just had to, most of it was common sense. Just like, don't pour water into hot oil. <laughs> like, well, anyway, so it, it's stuff like that. <laughs> the funny thing is like, there was one guy who's just like, I found a real quick way to clean the fryers. I'm like, oh God, don't pour, <laughs> don't pour water into the oil. Don't pour any poured water into the oil. And it, and it all just like oh, splutters oh up. Oh man. And I'm just like, yeah, that's, this isn't going to end well. You got to stop doing that. And then like literally the week later, he got a whole bunch of workers comp from getting all these grease burns on his face. <laughs> and then, and then I didn't see him for two months. Then he came back and I'm like, fuck man, I heard what happened. Like, are you okay? And he's like, better than ever. They gave me three weeks paid leave. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but your, your skin's a different color. And he's like, Nah, man. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> they definitely did not let him clean those fryers anymore. I imagine not. Uh, oh, but uh, what I actually wanted to say about that is, uh, when I was working there, I convinced my um, I convinced my family that I had to pray to the colonel before every shift and thank him for employment. <laughs> um. And they believed it. My brother told all his friends, just like, fuck, my brother works at KFC. And it, before every shift, they make everyone pray to the colonel. <laughs> How messed up is that? It's like, I'm like, yeah, you know that photo of him in the restaurant? He's like, yeah, dude. Like, we have to light a candle and, and bow to him and pray. <laughs> we, I'm sure there's companies that probably make you do that to their idol, right? Probably. Like, I mean, isn't that what isn't that? I mean, it's pretty much just Christianity, right? That's their their brand is Jesus. You have to pray to Jesus. Yeah, if yeah. You look at it that I mean, way. Religion is a business. It, uh, it's it's a the best business there the is. Best business there is that you get tax exemptions. Whoa. You get criminal exemptions. There's no business like God business. No business I own. Yeah, the God biz. Yeah. If you had to make a religion, what would it be founded upon? I mean, most are peace and love, but you're quite a contrarian, so. Yeah. Clearly, hostility and hate. (laughs) That checks out. And I think everyone's already a member of this religion anyway. So I tricked them. (laughs) I I tricked them into being followers in my religion what about hmm what do you think the isis pitch is 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 is, that's kind of like a religion right is it a religion or a movement uh it's like a movement there is a huge religious component but i would say it's more of a movement yeah um they radical. They love radicalizing, you know, and they say, "Hey, these Westerners, they're out to get you." You know, these governments, these countries, mm. they don't give a shit about you. So Dude, come along with us. We care about you. Can you imagine though, like, because they radicalize like kids off the internet, right? Basically, right? Can you imagine being like some Western kid, like fucking fingers deep in a pack of Doritos, just angry at the world. Stumbling across an ISIS recruitment video being like, after you've played like fucking, you know, 48 hours of Call of Duty. Uh, and then you just look at it and you're like, fuck, I'd like to hold one of those yeah, AK-47s. 
that looks fun. Just like my character in whatever game's popular at the time. Um, and then he, then they buy him a ticket, flies over to some desert. Then he's just living in the desert. Doesn't even get the holder gun. Yeah. He's like cleaning the tanks. Yeah. He's like got the ISIS internship till his spirit gets broken and they can mold him. Like, I feel like they really don't think this through. I mean, now I'm trying to rationalize with people who get radicalized, and and that's just... Ah, they get no moral support, so, you know, you go deep in the internet long enough. You're either going to be radicalized into ISIS or (laughs) an incel. It's one or the other. Are they that different? Well. They're both full of hate. They're both full of hate. They both don't treat women very well. Yeah. Um... No, I guess, like, I guess incels are four. They don't want to dismantle society, right? They kind of just want it to never change <laughs> in their favor. Um, whereas, I mean, yeah, the ISIS, def- the, the ISIS movement definitely want to dismantle society. We're, this is too political for us. Yeah. How did we get into such a philosophical argument about ISIS? 27-year-old pizza boy. Yeah, so Ross is a 27-year-old pizza boy. <laughs> yeah. We got back there. Yeah, we got there. Um, uh, the extent of my training was just reading the menu. Really? Yes. <laughs> why do you have to... If you're just delivering the pizzas, why do you have to know what pizzas you're delivering? I thought it'd be a case of just like... I think... Take well, this from point A to point B. Don't look in the box. The less you know, the better. <laughs> well, it turned out to be that. I think... <laughs> I also could have been on the front counter, but that hasn't happened yet. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm just at the back of delivering pizzas. you got to build up that trust. I think they just, just don't have the time or money to deal with training people. So mm. they're just like, just read the menu. Yeah. Just read the menu. <laughs> you thought you've already passed the driver's license test. I mean, we um, know you can drive. We know you have a car. That's really all the job requires, but as a manager, I need to do my due diligence. Here's our specials menu. <laughs> Read it. Yeah. We also do chips. You should know that. Um, we overstretch ourselves, you know, to do chips. No one wants to do chips. We do buffalo wings too, I think. I know no one's ever ordered them, but... It, we do do we do wings. We, uh, we do. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think I've just... Giving you the full business plan there. Um, okay, so, okay, but what's the number one cliche you associate with pizza boys? You the, go to the door. Yeah. You, you go, go to, to the door. You knock yeah. on it. The girl's out of money. Girl's out of money. She doesn't know how to pay for those she sweet little pizza pies. So what? Do, so here's here's what happened, kids. <laughs> Here's what happened. So I knock on the door last night. I thought it was just going to be a regular regular pizza job, you know. It opens up the door. It's a housewife. It's a mother. She's like, oh, no, we thought we had enough money. Well, I don't have, I don't have enough money. I have to wait till my husband comes home. So she's clarified. <laughs> she's out of money. She's out of money. She can't the, pay right the now. The husband's gone. Husband's not here. 
The kids in the other room, bro, very loudly playing. What were they playing? <laughs> uh, just toys and stuff. It looked like they were playing with a truck. Oh, yeah. Uh, trucks will keep them occupied. Trucks will keep them occupied. <laughs> so it's what happens. It's cold, right? She says, oh, come in, come in. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, okay. You know, a housewife, you know, she's offering me to come inside. Stop doing the voice. <laughs> it feels so much dirtier with the voice. No, no, no genuine Italian man's ever delivered a pizza. <laughs> like, like in the last 10 years in Australia. No, no one who sounded like a New York Italian ever. <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay, here we go. We went inside the house. Ah, oh, fuck! Suspense. I can only t- I can only tell the story with the voice. Okay, fine, do the voice. <laughs> you she got inside the house. I got inside the house. I look around. I'm like, okay, not bad looking. She looks like when she was younger. She was, you know. She's and uh, I'm just waiting around, you know. Uh, oh no, what can happen, you know? <laughs> she might uh, fill her mouth with something else, you know what I mean? <laughs> the extra sausage. Side note: misogyny is bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the story. So I'm thinking I might put my dick in her mouth, you know what Jesus. I mean? <laughs> Oh, she can't pay. What's she going to pay with? I've never been in this situation before. The kid's in the other room there. I feel a bit uncomfortable. The kid's playing with the truck, dumping loads. Little did he know, so was the pizza boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. uh, Oh, I can't pay. My husband, uh, he's on the way. I'm waiting inside. But then the husband immediately comes back. Like, he's immediately at the door after that. (laughs) <laughs> with the money <laughs> She's just like I've run out of money The pizza boy is here He's like I, I-, I gotta get back I know where this goes like, <laughs> I know where this goes I'm not gonna father Another <laughs> another pizza boy's child <laughs> Not again <laughs> Not again I'm not telling little Timmy His, uh, his origins <laughs> <laughs> My mum once Your mother once Couldn't afford Pizza Hut She had to screw Danny <laughs> Danny's your father. We we think we don't know where Danny went. Yeah, we, we should have caught up with him for like child support, but you know he's probably still a pizza boy. He probably couldn't afford that. Probably wasn't a member of the pizza boys union. He's no. probably on a terrible rate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that happened. <laughs> close, close to achieving the the dream. The pizza boy dream. That's when you ascend to the front counter once you've banged a customer. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Domino's code. You come back and then they just everyone looks at you and goes, we know what happened. High five, my brother. <laughs> you finally made it. It's, you get a promise the only way to so get a promotion. It's so funny because like, I do in-home appointments as well and every sales rep's just like, yeah, it never happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> they all just have like, it's all just fantasy that's played out in like, Every person who does any trade or service in a home, they're just like, never bang you. <laughs> so base. No. No, I'm, pro- Not I'm, a pro- I'm a professional. Yeah. I did go to someone's house once, right? Yeah, you know. Guy was shirtless. I thought nothing of it. Really? He was shirtless oh. and, and uh, I had to pay him money. I accidentally dropped some coins. Next thing I know, the girlfriend comes along. She's only in her underwear. Just underwear? Just her underwear. Just like, you know, she's wearing the 
Jesus. The top and the bottom. And that's okay, it. the top and the bottom. Okay, just, you know, I thought you just... She wasn't topless. Okay. But she had a top, but she was just... Just casually... Well, I'd say home. Like, you're walking into people's yeah. homes. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I, but uh, I imagine they just had a post, uh, post-burn pizza look like. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I had I had a tutor uh, in, in year 12 for, like, one subject. And I only ever had them twice because they weren't very good. Um, but the, one of the times they came to my house on like a Sunday and my dad just wandered down naked, Ugh. like just full naked. And my dad's a fat, hairy man. Like it's kind of like a gorilla, but he, he walked into the middle of the room, like not noticing that we're there discussing maths methods, you know, like champions. Um, he turns around, like I look up from the book, like I have this look of disgust and horror see my dad's fat body and I see the tutor's face and she looks up and sees it. And she's like this, you know, maybe second year university student. And she looks horrified and we're both so horrified. We kind of just like straight away suppress the memory of it and just don't even acknowledge it and just go back to staring at the textbook. Meanwhile, I can see in the corner of my eye, my dad like dart his head around, see us and then like cover up and just run out. And then I suppressed it so much that I actually, like, the the session passed in that hour and I'd already buried that disgusting memory so deep inside my head that I only remembered it, like, three days later. And then I just brought it up. I'm like, oh, so, Dad, you're, you're disgusting. Like, you just walk around, like, the mass tutored, they saw you naked. And he's like, what? I didn't think anyone saw that. I thought I escaped. And I'm like, you're in the middle of a room. Like, you're a 120-kilogram man. Like, everyone saw that. We felt it through the bloody tiles. Um, and he's like, oh, man, I'm so embarrassed. And that maths new tutor pretty much never came back. Uh, understandable. And that's the story of how I failed maths methods. <laughs> <laughs> if only your dad put his clothes on, you might have been a mathematician. I could have been. I could have been a beautiful mind. Just solving... Solving the world's problems. See, a beautiful mind would have been a much different film if Russell Crowe's dad walked in the middle <laughs> <laughs> naked. <laughs> this is a much different film. Yeah, he would have just started a podcast and <laughs> just just talk about childhood trauma. That yeah. <laughs> very different movie. Beautiful mind, more like not a beautiful body. <laughs> Don't fat shame, Purdy. My dad's beautiful in his own way. Is it okay that I'm myself a fat? I think I'm a fat, I'm a fatty. I think if you're a fat, you can comment on other fats. Yeah, I think so. I'm not allowed to self-love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can be you can be body positive, though. And no, I'm not allowed to be body positive. Love your curves. I feel like it's not okay for a man to love his curves. Yeah, body positivity <laughs> doesn't really work for men. I think it's like exclusively a, a, a thing women can do and be proud of. I mean, maybe it's just our fragile masculinity. I mean, maybe, but also prove us wrong. Yeah. Challenge us. Message us saying, no, love yourself. You are beautiful. You're one of God's children. We could really use some messages of support in this this current time. Yeah. Just anything. Yeah. Just either, you know, hey, good looking's great, but yeah, learn to love yourself. You're beautiful the way you are. It's all about that base. I did post a photo of myself on uh, Reddit. Did you? Asking if I'm ugly. Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, was it the roast one? Roast me? or No, it wasn't roast me. It was 
I am I ugly? <laughs> you just started a new thread. No, it's it a ex- subreddit called Am I Ugly, and people post asking if they're ugly. Really? This was a particular moment of um, me feeling down and emotionally needy and insecure. Why would you do that? It's Reddit. Isn't it Reddit just filled with trolls and mean people? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I got some trolls. <laughs> what did they say? Jesus. If you need to pick me up, I'd, you know, go to people you know are going to just say nice things about you, like your mom or your friends or... I, I don't uh, know, like also, a doctor. I think a part of me was like, I need to know the truth. I'm not going to get the truth from people I know. I'm going to get the truth from internet trolls. From people I don't know at all. <laughs> Look, a, half of them, a lot of them were actually fairly okay. Yeah. Like, they weren't like over the top mean. There were actually some constructive criticism. What did they say? Well, it was more like, oh... You just need to change up your style. And you have. Like, yeah. I saw you walk in here today. You got some new Ray-Ban glasses. They look fresh. You got a haircut. You styled that haircut. You look like a different man. Yeah. You're rocking it. Yeah. You look like a trendy inner-city hipster now. You're yeah. wearing your flannelette shirt, jacket thing. I can see it. I, got fl- I bought floral patterned shirts. Did you? Yeah. Now you're still in my style, Yeah. You son of a bitch. I kind of thought about when I was buying them, but then I'm like, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I can't believe Your it. style isn't your style. Yeah, it's on. my style. You're, you're leeching it from everyone. Am I? I've been a loud shirt, proud, out and loud and proud shirt wearer for a while now. Clearly, you become the people you keep company with, and I've clearly hung around you so long. You don't want to become this. No, not really. But I also don't want to be who I am now, so... <laughs> Jesus. I didn't get one particular troll on that that was like, no, this guy needs to know. <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing that he will do will change how ugly he is. What? I know this because I look similar. <laughs> what? Is that Women what will never pay attention to him. Oh, my God. So I was pretty much hijacked by an incel. Okay. And then did he recommend his pickup artistry book? <laughs> Here you go. You make women feel bad, and then eventually that will lead them to making you feel good. You know what <laughs> it's I mean? always an Italian. <laughs> I think that's racist, but that's my go-to for, like, sleazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think sleaze. I think the Italian people. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if Granted, I'm trying to do a New Yorker accent, but it's also, like, you know, that's heavily, very... steeped, heavily steeped in Italia. I mean, you can do a non-Italian New York accent. Hey, New York. Yeah, that that that's. A, that's hey, good. here I am, New York. Okay, here we go. Uh, nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. That's where it, New York is where nine eleven happened, and that was an American accent. I did it. That's a New York accent. I did it. <laughs> Imagine if every every accent you do, you have to just st- stamp it with a location. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, they don't. Oh, that's a French. Bonjour, I am a, a, a French man, Eiffel Tower. Like, that's, and that's how you know it's a French accent. Otherwise, like, oh, could have been. I heard that Chris Lilly, when getting in character as that Japanese mother, he would constantly say Hiroshima. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did. He probably did, and laughed to himself. Like, what a joke. I said something shocking. <laughs> oh, man, people are going nuts over him. I feel vindicated. I always thought he was shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
I met him once at the artist uh, comedy fest artist bar. He he's very quiet. Seem, yeah, that's what I seem nice. That's what I nice heard. enough. But you know, I don't know. World's a very tense place. Yeah. Especially if you dress up as nationalities, things aren't going to go favorably for you. Yeah. Next time, hire a bunch of other people to make caricatures of themselves, Chris. <laughs> that's the noble thing to do. Yeah. I think that's our stance on it. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Two white guys. Thank just God. Discussing race. You the way it's meant to be. You don't want us to wade <laughs> into this conversation that doesn't really involve us at all. It's time to listen. We need to be proactive, Perds. We need to be like Louis C.K. We. It's time <laughs> what? to listen. What? When he came out with that, that, that shit apology at, oh, the, at the yeah. time, he's like, it's time for me to step back and listen. Then he listened and he just didn't really like what they had to say. <laughs> he listened for like <laughs> half a second and then came back nine months like, later. I asked them if I could jerk. I asked them. If that's not consent, I don't know what is. Louis C.K. made me watch him masturbate once. Oh, wow. It was called Horace and Pete. <laughs> Dear Lord. Have you, I, have you watched his new special? Did you see it? I skimmed through it just because I'm like, okay, does he mention the thing at all? Yeah, he mentions he, the thing. At the, at the end, yeah. I he thought he, he kind of alludes to it throughout He alludes the to it throughout, yeah. but then at the end he's like, he acts as if he's just been kink-shamed by <laughs> a nation. Instead of the, Everyone's like, you've assaulted these people, and he's just acting like, everyone's found out my thing. <laughs> yeah, he's true. just acting like he's being kink-shamed instead of like, you know. I don't know. What, what, what other take is he going to have on it that's funny? Like, that's the only funny take he can have on what he did, really. Kind of, yeah. Like, you're like, what he's going to be like, I assaulted a bunch of people. I'm bad. <laughs> and then just Michael Jackson dance and be like, he was bad too. <laughs> and then <laughs> he did a song about it. He warned us. <laughs> yeah, he warned us. He was trying to tell us. <laughs> like, uh, he never got the chance to apologize, you know? He, Michael Jackson died at the right time, didn't he? Why can't like, you just... Just before everything came out. Can't you cancel me when I'm dead like Michael Jackson? <laughs> just Therefore, have the oh, decency. You know, give them time to not respond because they're dead. And then people still enjoy... The people will still enjoy my comedy. Like, they enjoy Michael Jackson's music. And they're like, well, you know, we haven't given them the right of defense. You know, maybe you didn't do it. Maybe you didn't do it. You know? And then it's like, he's already dead. You can't punish him anymore. He's dead. Let's bring him back to life and kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, how did we get here? Oh, how did, this topic? How did we get here? Oh, like, in in life. In life. Well. Oh, yeah. So I'm ugly according to Reddit. <laughs> I have to change my look. Isn't everyone ugly according to Reddit, though? Yeah, but I have nothing to confirm otherwise. Yeah. I want to do the roast me Reddit. You know, those, those can be great. You love roasts, though. I love roasts. You're a, you're a fan. You don't like roasts? I like the food, not the concept. Really? You don't like just comics writing magnificent jokes? Not really. No. <laughs> not really. A lot of a lot of it's just some like you know, going down to lowest common denominator. Yeah, but it's uh, it, yeah, it is. But also, it's like, not something I'm into. Yeah, but also it like um. A really creative roast joke is great. Um, like, and, and just the, the like, like people, it, it's just entertaining to see how creatively people are willing to get just to be mean to their fellow human. Um, 
Like, I was, re- I was watching one a couple of weeks ago, and you'll like this one because it's, it's uh, about pizzas. Great. I love everything to do with pizza. You love pizza. My number one TV show is Fat Pizza. <laughs> really? Wow. No. I know, I know, I know. Ah. It's not. I love Paul Fennick. <laughs> He's, they're still doing well. Right, they're he's, in things. He's, he's still around. He's still making stuff. Yeah, he's he's in that doco that you wanted to, that you were raving about. That <laughs> was, was the best thing since I sliced was, bread. Yeah, when I came in here, I'm like, Damien, you have to watch The Death of the Aussie Larrikin. They've raised some good points. <laughs> the Aussie Larrikin is dying. And I think we need to revive it. Political correctness has, has ruined and censored the Larrikin. Just PC culture just murdered. The idea of being a cunt <laughs> under the guise of Aussie culture. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate... I have, uh, they interview Bill Leake's son. You're probably going to have to tell people who Bill Leake's is because I didn't Bill know. Leake, Bill Leake is a cartoonist. None of you Twitter people liked him. He was a right-wing nut job. I think most people will know who he is, or some people will know who he is. Right, so they interview Bill Leake's son. Bill... Bill League is talking about <coughs> Bill League's son's talking about like, oh, when my dad died, uh, the next day people on Twitter, they were like, they were so happy, they were like praising it. And then there's a bit in the ad where he's asked, Did political correctness kill your father? <laughs> <laughs> Did a concept kill you kill your father? I, I think it's because Bill Leake had a condition where he had to drop 40 N-bombs an hour. And because of PC culture, he wasn't allowed to anymore. So all the toxins built up in his system. <laughs> I remember being hooked up to a heart monitor and be like, it's falling below 40 N's per minute. <laughs> you got to get him to yell the N-word again. You got to get him to say the N-word. If this man doesn't yell the N-word, <laughs> he, we may lose him. No, he needs something bigger. What's bigger than the N-word? He needs something bigger. Let's quickly get our black nurse in here so he can scream in their face. <laughs> the N-word. Have we, have we got an Asian nurse he can spit on? <laughs> oh, God, we're losing him. We're losing him. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 for whatever reason, just whenever I hear the word larrikin, I, I, I hate the word. It's oh, kind of like, it's kind of like there's no... It, like, oh, you know, it, it just sounds like they're just fucking around. Like, Larrikin. It doesn't sound like any effort has gone into the comedy. You know, there's like, oh, I'm just joking. I'm being a silly Billy. Haha, <laughs> don't take it seriously. Well, I'm a knockabout fellow. I'm likable. I'm relatable. Just Larrikin. Fuck off. <laughs> think you think you're a jokester? Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> Get fucked. R- write something. You Sit down with a pen and paper and write something. Yeah, maybe use your head. You fuck. You fuck. <laughs> um, write something like humping a blow-up doll. That's God. <laughs> think of your think of your freaking imagination once in your goddamn life. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you know, fuck. You're just yelling our racial stereotypes. You, 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 you fuck. You pansy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. How do we get into the topic of the doco then? Oh my God! Did PC culture kill, kill your com- kill your dad, Damien? No. I have to say, PC culture killed my dad. Did it? Yeah, definitely. 
Like the doctors say it was the cancer, but it was definitely PC culture. It's the political cancer. Yeah, it's the cancer that is PC. Yeah. Wild stuff. What a time to be alive, Purdy. We're seeing it all be dismantled. Thank God. Watching it burn. However that looks. And this will be the part of the show where we put in the song, Burn, baby, burn. Disco Inferno. Burn, baby, burn. Burn that mother down. And then we show, and then we upload footage of, like, things burning down. Crosses being burnt on lawns. Yeah. The Wendy's being burnt. Um... Hiroshima. Hiroshima, definitely. And then we go to Chris Lelly's rehearsal process. (laughs) (laughs) Just him staring into a mirror, just repeating Hiroshima, Hiroshima. Yeah. (laughs) In the most Japanese accent you can imagine. Yeah. (laughs) That's the character process. That's his in-depth character process. Wow. And people in 2009 are asking... How does Chris Lilly do it? <laughs> How does he get into the, mo- these, the minds of these characters? <laughs> He's a genius. He gets into a really... He really gets into the mindset really of, a, of a teenage schoolgirl that may be not that nice. <laughs> I've never seen that before. But it's a guy doing it. It's a guy doing it. And the drama teacher is a bit effeminate. Never seen that before. Gets into it. He gets into the nooks and crannies of his characters. That being said, Summer Heights High was pretty funny. I, I, I did enjoy it. I mean, I can't enjoy it anymore publicly, but... Oh, I always hated it. I <laughs> you was, hated I, it? I, I always hated it. I was on a one-man... Hating spree of it. Yeah, in high school. Oh, man. Because my high school, they were the type of kids who wouldn't have gotten that. It was supposedly a satire. Yeah. They just were like... They were all in it. They but liked all the stuff unironically. Yeah. I mean, like, but the whole, the insanity of that character where, you know, he needs to cast himself in the musical and sing all the songs. And the only person that wants to work with him is the, the guy with Down syndrome. And he's hoisting him on a fucking pulley rope system. Like, that's in, that's <laughs> so terrible. It's My favorite part is when he's going, thank God you're here. Grandma's been raped. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. wow. What a great joke. I mean, he's just saying something shocking. There's no real set of punchline. You're laughing because, oh, wow. I, oh, can't, believe- shock. Yeah, it's I can't believe he said that. Well, yeah, it's- but it's no Ford put into it. Yeah. I could do that. I have done that. <laughs> you've, I feel like that's definitely something you've done in a show. Well, at least I don't, something. I don't, not, I don't not really. That, I don't really do rape jokes. Nah. So. None. But like something that's like just so shock. I mean, I mean, you've. I mean, like, if it's, like, so absurd, I feel like you'd say it. Like, if, yeah, I've been raped by God. Like, I feel like that's probably something you've said. No, not really. No? Not even if it's that absurd. I mean, bees made honey in your butt. Hey, consensually, though. Did they? Did you consent to bees? I don't know if the bees consented to be in my ass, but I consented (laughs) for the bees to be in my ass. Animals and I can't think say no. <laughs> Animals can't say no. I think that's okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> it, the, the bees were nonverbal, so it was fine. Trust us, the worst stuff we come up with doesn't even really make our shows. No, we actually have pretty good 
Like we, we do self-censor. We self-censor a lot. I mean, we say some horrific things in private just to shock each other, but the stuff that makes it to the stage, that's that's fine. That's really fine. I feel yeah, we don't at worst, we spit on our audience. And then the audience <laughs> writes back, we don't come to live shows to be spat on. Be covered <laughs> in the performers' fluids. To be, yeah, we don't come to a show to be covered in performers' fluids. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that person was like an old boomer, right? Yeah, there were, I, I, I think there were, there were comp tickets that I gave away through this like hoity-toity um, club. That I did some acting work for, and they, they no they, longer want comp tickets from me. Honestly, of that. you know what? These are just like rich. Oh, I feel like they're kind of aristocratic art collectors in Turak and Canterbury, and I gave away some free tickets in their magazine. And these are the kind of people that probably thought they were going to see an opera, and got sprayed with fake poop. But is there nothing more beautiful than that? A symphony of fake fecal matter. <laughs> Sympathy <Brand>. of butt squirts. <laughs> hey, the butt squirts were timed to perfection with the music and the fart sound effect. So, I don't know. I think it goes Beethoven, Mozart, butt squirts. <laughs> I think it's in, it was probably close to that order. I mean, I, I don't think you can argue with that. When we're back, come see one of our live shows. Yeah, I'm trying to write a live show right now. Yeah? It ain't working. Is it centered around the boat prop? No, it's not. What? You got a magnificent boat prop and you just... I'm saving it for us. All right. Done. Shipwrecked. Yeah, there we go. But we we can call it shipwrecked, but but we can spell it W-R-3-K-T to appeal to the youth. Because late night party boys, they were going on a party boat, but they end up being um, lost at sea. That yeah, that's not bad. We were on a party boat on our way to the fire festival. That's the storyline. We got shipwrecked on on an island, and we're all upset that we didn't get to make it. Um, it's not this. This show writes itself. Pretty much. <laughs> It's set, obviously, in a couple of years ago. When was the fire festival? Like, last year or the year before? 2018, was it? Yeah, 2018. It was around then. Yeah, yeah, it was like two years ago. So we'll drop some sweet 2018 references. Um, I can't even remember 2018. <laughs> now I need to look it What up. happened in 2018? Yeah. Something. 2016 was when all the celebrities died. Yeah, 2018 was when... What happened in 2017? Yeah, what did happen in 2017? It's not memorable, so it must have been a good year. Nah, yeah, must have been. Then 2018. Dear Lord, I have no idea. I'm trying to write Pistopia. What's Pistopia based on? Yeah, nothing. All right. It's based on nothing. It's (laughs) just random sketches. Oh, so it's like, oh, you're doing a sketch show. It's exciting. Although, now it's the framing device is is that I'm trying to start a cult. A cult. Trying to start a cult. And each sketch is like a tenuous retelling of um, the cult's ideology or something. Oh, yeah. I can see. I can see that working. Man. 
Uh, trying to make it all, you know, flow together. Um, stream of consciousness type thing. I'm looking forward to uh, be, being able to see live theater again. I don't know. I think live comedy's dead. I mean, live comedy's probably dead. Yeah, I think I think live comedy's forever dead now. A coronavirus killed the laugh. Just killed the corpse. I would say yeah. it was already dead. Nah, nah. Live performance is still alive. It's going to be know. out there. Go support a theatre as soon as you get out of lockdown. As soon as those theatres open, they need your support because they live off laughs. Most of these people are dying on the inside, but they live off laughs. They need to feed their souls. I can't perform theatrically, so I just I just um, rely on like throwing things into the audience <laughs> and uh, liquids and foods. and. You should post a video of you on... Am I talented? The <laughs> subreddit and post a video of your show or like one of the domino sketches or something and then ask, am I talented? I think that. Again, no, that again. he's not talented. <laughs> he needs to know. No one will ever hire him. I know this because my talent is like his. <laughs> <laughs> you should, you should do it. I mean. One, it invites them to engage in it. It's actually not a bad like pitch in general. And then give feedback. So you're actually getting them to engage with your, your stuff. It's actually not a bad idea. P.S. He's too ugly. <laughs> He's too ugly to be... Um, Link to on other TV. subreddit. On TV. <laughs> He's not TV ugly. He's just ugly ugly. He's like British TV ugly. Not even that. You seen none of those British TV uggos? They're beautiful. <laughs> oh, boy. Look at this guy Fix your teeth you cunt <laughs> Dear Lord. Well That uh, pretty much brings us Full circle Full circle Larrikins, Just like I am I'm a fatty Jeez <laughs> I'm a full circle You just need a stylist And you got that stylist You're looking good birds you are beautiful. Any any words of encouragement, please post them on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, please. Please. Any, like, rate it five stars or tell us the truth. Uh, all feedback is good feedback. Except the ones that make us feel bad. Yeah, don't give us that. Nah. Well, stay safe, everyone, and we'll see you next time.